my friends, and welcome to the Experience Our Industry podcast. I am Dr. Brian Greenwood, and I am super excited to be here today with 2014 graduate of our program, Krista Magnuson. How are you, Krista? Hi, Brian. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's so great to see you. Um, you know, time flies. I can't believe it's been eight years and uh, and you've uh, that you that you've been out of college. And I'm sure you're feeling the same way, right? <laughs> it feels like a lifetime, but also yesterday. <laughs> I know. Isn't that wild how time works like that? Um, really, really um, wild. I, 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 you know, I, I sometimes I. I, I'm connected to a lot of my college friends still, and and um, thankfully, um, but as I as I get older and older, it, it it you know the memories the memories are still really really vibrant and vivid, and and um, and I still feel young, right? And then I look in the mirror, and I'm like, ooh, okay, or I see a picture with all of us, and I'm like, oh. Wow, we're looking a little <laughs> a little long in the tooth there, you know. Um, so um, yeah, you don't have that. to worry about you don't have to worry about any of that yet. But um, hopefully, Krista, a couple more years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few a few more. Uh, but uh, um, Krista is a, a senior marketing and events manager at Biocom California, and we're going to talk all about what Biocom does and, and Krista's role with Biocom California um, here in a few minutes. But um, let's uh, let's go back to the beginning. Where are, you, where are you from, Krista? So I am originally from Denver, Colorado. So not a California person, but got easily convinced when I came to visit California that it was the spot. <laughs> yeah, well, that's awesome. What was it? Where, um, where in Colorado did you grow up? Um, Denver. So right outside okay. of Denver, right yep. outside of Denver. Okay. Yes. I love that area. I have, a, um, a, a friend of mine, um, we were, I, I spent a year in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and he spent a couple of years in Summit County. And so I went down and visited him, um, for, for like 10 days, uh, that year and, um, just love the area. It's just beautiful. And, and, um, so yeah, that's great. What 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 uh tell me what your what did your parents do when you were growing up? So they were both engineers. Um so quite a different route than than mm-hmm. I chose. Um you know, I when I told them I we'll get into this, I'm sure, but um when I told them I wanted to do event planning, they're a little bit confused but also supportive. So they had a little bit of both, which is good. Good. Yeah, yeah. You just you just have to educate them, right? You know, um I remember when I told my stepdad I was doing psychology, he started he started cursing at me, you know, and I was like, blah blah blah, blah," you know, but it was mainly because he had no idea what that was, right? You know? (laughs) So in in event planning, right, and sport management, tourism and hospitality, you know, people have heard those words, but I don't think they a a lot of people don't recognize their careers that are that are associated with those areas. So so just just needed a little bit of uh of of 
raising their awareness, right? That's a, is that right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Once once I, I you know got an internship and did that, um, I think they were they were a little more convinced. But right. coming from engineering background, it's a little different. Math and science. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 heavy STEM. You gotta you gotta show me some STEM, or it's not uh not anything, right? So, uh, what about siblings? Do you have any brothers or sisters growing up? Yep. So I have one older brother. Um, he actually went to Cal Poly as well. Um, he, yes. So he, he was the one that kind of got me out there, but he, um, went to school for engineering. So he followed their suit, but he, he did go a different route now. Now he's, um, working for IBM as a UX designer. So kind of went into the digital world. Um, but yeah, so he definitely started engineering, but then kind of branched off branched off to the digital engineering side, I guess, right? Exactly. Well, that's well, so, so um, you've, you've answered my, my question coming uh, later about how you found out about Cal Poly, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about growing up. What were you like, Krista, growing up? Did you, uh, did you get in that? Were you a big uh, snowboarder? Were you doing the X games and flipping out of the, out of the uh, half pipe or what? what I wasn't growing up. (laughs) I wasn't necessarily flipping, although my brother did do that. I yeah. but I did grow up skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. Um, I was definitely the outgoing one of my family. So, you know, makes sense. They were engineers, a little more introverted. I was the outgoing one, um, not the best rule follower, I would yeah. say, but I I was creative. <laughs> I'm nice. creative in my approach, which I think shows now. Nice. Um, but yeah, I played soccer, loved music, um, a lot of, like you said, skiing, snowboarding, all okay. the outdoorsy stuff that that comes with Denver. Okay. Well, growing up in Colorado, then did you get into bluegrass? I know, uh, I know uh, Colorado has a little bit of a bluegrass feel, Yonder Mountain String Band and uh, all those guys. I did go to a couple concerts. It wasn't my my favorite, but okay. it was definitely it was popular. I had a lot of friends that were were into that. <laughs> okay, that's funny because my uh, one of my best friends here here at Cal Poly, we we were at um we went to new faculty orientation together, and he was um, introduced as being from Boulder. He had just finished his PhD at Boulder, and he had a beard and. Um, we're we're standing in line at uh at lunch and I go, I bet you're into bluegrass. And he was like, What? And I was like, Yep, Yonder Mountain String Band. I started like naming uh bands and he was like, How did you know that? And I was like, Well, you know, wild gas, Colorado and a beard. I mean, I <laughs> maybe uh, yeah, I mean you you might be more Colorado than me. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it was but it was funny. We became fast friends because of that. You're you're the only one I've ever done that to other than him. So I apologize <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah. So um so thinking back, um, thinking back to your young rule rule breaking years, like uh does does anything stand out in terms of like what you pictured yourself being like off in the distance, you know, I mean, I, I, I joke with people like, Oh, you know, did you, did you dress up for Halloween as a firefighter or as a doctor or doctor or as an engineer? What was, um, what was, what was your vision there? Yeah. I feel like I didn't have a set. This is what I want to be when I grew up when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I definitely think around kind of middle school, early high school, I knew I wanted to go into events. 
You did? So I did. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I'd gone to so many concerts. I love music. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I saw that world of just being a combination of creative and mm-hmm. organized. I think my brain has always been a little bit of both and mm-hmm. events just seemed the perfect combination. Um, so as a kid, I, you know, I didn't know. And then I, I figured it out probably like middle of high school. It's what I wanted to do. I love it. And Chris, I've been a terrible host. I'm like dropping like my band's names on you. And instead I should be asking you, you, your band. So what, what was your, what was your first concert that you can remember um, that you attended and what's your favorite band? Um, okay. So my first concert was Tom Petty at Red Rocks. Um, yes. Oh man. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's where it really started. I think was that initial concert, but that was my very first concert, which is amazing. And I think, man, I love all sorts of music, but I would say favorite band is probably one Republic. I've seen them live a couple of times and they just, they do a great job. They do an amazing job. Oh, cool. Awesome. Awesome. So now let's talk about those college years. So um, you, I, I don't want to say you followed your brother, but your brother forged a path to Cal Poly. Now with your parents that both as engineers, did either one of them go to Cal Poly? No, they're not. They're from Michigan. So they went to Michigan Tech. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. But they, they knew about Cal Poly as engineers, maybe. Um and yeah, yeah. So Casey, um, my brother really wanted to go to school in California. He was yeah. kind of the initial, I, I want to get out there. So he was the one that kind of forged that path, like you said. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went to visit him, I believe it was my junior year with my best friend at the time. And we just loved it. We, we went hiking, we went to the downtown. It was just yeah. Everything about, you know, California, going to the beach, um, it was the perfect setting for me. So after that, I I was definitely sold. And I'm very thankful, you know, that he did take the the plunge to go out to California because I don't know if I would have. And it was such a good choice for me. I love it. I love it. Well, well, shout out to Casey for for forging a path. We're we're happy that he did, and and you ended up in in our program. So let's talk about um, your college years. You know, I mean, I I, I know how involved you were, and and um, it, it, as a as a college student. But um, let let's talk about um, two different elements there, right? Um, let's talk about enduring memories um, from college. Like what what stands out as something that just um, you'll never forget during your time in San Luis Obispo. And then, um, you know, shift a little bit to that professional development side and, and what uh, what stands out as something that really helped you to form your identity from a career perspective. Yeah. So I think enduring memory, um, there's so many, but I definitely think just getting so involved, you know, I was involved in Greek life. So I have a lot of great memories from that. I did um, recruitment chair. So 
it was a lot of organizing. It was event planning. Um, yeah, and so right. that was another great experience. And then, you know, I had two roommates that played um, volleyball for, for Cal Poly. Um, I know you spoke with Katie Conroy earlier. Um, she's at the, yeah, up in San Francisco uh, with the 49ers. But she, you know, her and, and Kate going to those games um, is such a good memory for me. I was wow. not an athlete, but it was a joke. I would dressed up in their their uniform and I was the number one fan um so I have a lot of those really good memories from Cal Poly that I just I just loved that is so great you know I um I I studied uh, my master's degree I studied um fan team identification and um and one of the things that really stood out from from that research is that um when you know um the athletes like being able, it's almost like you, you, you get so invested in it, right? Because you know, and you care about them. And I imagine living with them made, made it like, I, I can, I can imagine you just being the number, I, I'm picturing you as the number one fan there. And just, um, yeah. I, I imagine that's just a pretty, pretty special time. Um, and, you know, our, our women's volleyball is like so good. And um, they're, they pack the house for some of those matches. So pretty exciting there. What about the professional oh, yeah. development side? What stands out um, in terms of what you, um, where, where you got involved and, and, and what really made an impact on you? Yeah. I mean, I think a, a little bit of, you know, one being being involved helped me meet the right people. Um, I will say uh, I almost every single job I've gotten since Cal Poly has been because of Cal Poly, um, the connections that I made. Uh-huh. So my first job out in uh, Miami, Florida, I you know got that job because they had h- hired another alumni um, and they knew great things about Cal Poly. The next job that I got back in San Diego was from, um, you know, one of my friends that I had met at Cal Poly in a class and she connected me Um, the same thing with the next job that I got. So I think just, you know, keeping your keeping in contact with those people that you meet is a huge benefit and something that helped me along my career path. I love it. That's so such great advice. You know, we talk so much about networking and and whatnot. and and that's embedded in what you just said. But I think, um, you know, <laughs> uh, networking is about building relationships, right? And so um, building relationships with people, there's nothing hard about that, right? It's just, it's just, it, it's um, a, a lot of our students that are attracted to this major are people, 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 right? And, and, and growing relationships and being genuine and growing those friendships is, is something that we can all do. Um, I, I do think that the pandemic has impacted that somewhat. Um, and, um, and so I, I think now we're, we're having to maybe teach it a little more, right. Mm-hmm. And try to make, um, space to try to help students form those social connections. Um, but yeah, you know, when I look through, when I look through, um, uh, you know, 360 destination and, and affinity and access, those are all companies that I've, that I'm, I'm familiar with and, mm-hmm. and, um, and ones that, that I would imagine we've, we've have connections with. And so it's great to hear that aspect. So let's talk about your internship. Was your internship with 360 Destination? 
No. So it was with the slow blues. It was with the blues. Okay. I wasn't sure. I'm like looking at the timing. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's see. So director of special events for the slow blues. So what I'm seeing here is that you were one of those rare students who was hired for their internship, despite not having worked for the blues previously. Right. Yeah. So I step up. Usually it kind of is the stepping stone, but yeah. So I, um, yeah, I did my internship and worked with a little bit, um, with Adam a little bit after, um, the internship experience, but Adam, the general manager was awesome. Um, he was so great. That was the best experience for me because I, I ended a little early with my classes. So I, you know, was wanted to stay in slow. I, cause all my friends were still there. Right. So I still had the last, you know, quarter that I wanted to have my, my internship. So I ended up, um, staying at the slow blues and it was just, it was such a good experience to be able to really design, um, a concept to what I wanted it to be. He was really great at giving us freedom to say, you know, here's your goal. Um, and let's, let's find how to get to that goal. So it was a lot of, you know, marketing, um, the events being at the, um, actual games I loved. Mm -hmm. So it was such a good experience. I would highly recommend anybody, um, intern with the slow blues, um, if they can. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, um, Adam has been such an amazing partner over the years and, um, and and you being 2014, I mean, he has just continued to develop the internship program. And after I said that about you, for you, I imagine it was, those were not necessarily the early years. We've always had a relationship with the slow blues, but in terms of Adam developing the internship program where you know, it is kind of a stepping stone now where if you're going to do your full internship with them, you kind of have to have gone up through the ranks. Um, but, you know, you being eight years ago, it was um, it was probably a little bit less developed. Um, but mm-hmm. I love that that special events. We so many of our um, students who are in special events um, forget about the sport, the sport world, right? And and the sport world is there. There are tons of events, obviously, going on. Every sporting <laughs> um, contest is a special event, right? And so, uh, so I imagine that that was uh, that was a great outlet for you. Let's talk about that transition, though, from from internship and slow all the way across the country to Miami. So what was, um, and, and, um, 360 destination group, what was that like? Um, your first, uh, real job, so to speak out of school. Um, what, what was that like? Yeah. I mean, it was such a, it was a change just mostly because of location. So, you know, slow is such a small town and it was just so great for college. Mm -hmm. Moving to Miami was obviously very different, um, a whole new experience, but I, I loved it. I love being in a new situation, um, new challenges. I had a really a great boss that, helped me develop, um, you know, my career. He gave me a good amount of responsibility, um, but helped me, you know, learn and train at the same time. So it was, 
I would recommend to anybody to kind of take the leap and and try somewhere new, move somewhere new, because now is the time when you're still, still young, you can, you can pick everything up and go. Um, And it was just, you know, being in destination management was interesting too, because I'm moving to a new, you know, state and city, but also trying to become a destination expert. So that was also a, you know, I was fully immersed in Miami completely from day one. And I think that helped me build a special bond to, to that area. Love it. I love it. And, you know, I I look at, I look at your career, Chris, and it's just, it's just really awesome to see, you know, Obviously, there are events, um, you know, events and marketing and, and tourism and destination management. Obviously, there's a lot of overlap, right? Um, but one of the things that that we that we tell prospective students and current students is understanding the transferability of skills that go along with what we are um, hopefully preparing you to do, right? And um, and so I wonder if you can talk about that. Um, you know, you, you've been in destination management, you've been in marketing, you've been in, um, in obviously in uh, uh, events and event sales even. Um, what has that been like? Do you feel that transferability of skills and being able to, to kind of, um, you know, rise up and, and, and step up and, and do whatever's needed? Yeah. I mean, I think every single job that I've had has taught me something new. Um, But like you said, marketing and events are so interlaced together. They really do go hand in hand. Um, And I think the, the career that I've had and the jobs that I have have set me up to where I am now really well, because right now my role is obviously marketing and events manager. So it's combining the both of them, you know, it's thinking about the event and saying, okay, so how are we going to market this? And thinking about the, the end in mind, um, you know, what, what's the goal for this? So every single job, I think I've learned something that I've taken to the next job. Um, and they, they do, like you said, all correlate very closely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. So let's talk, um, let's talk a little bit about, um, professional development, right? I know that that you are are now on the board of directors for the International Live Events Association. Um, Can you talk about um, the impact uh, that professional associations have had on your career in terms of of helping you with networking and helping you with that continuation of skills and and, and, and all of those, all of those different aspects? Yeah, so I got involved with that. Um, you know, I have a coworker now, my current job, who's the president for the San Diego um, chapter. And, you know, she came to me and she's like, I think this would be great for you. And I have already met so many people. Again, going back to one of my statements of, I got my jobs from the people that I I know and networking. It's you know this kind of goes hand in hand of just meeting meeting people. Um, it especially helps with vendors, suppliers. Um, you know, there's events when I want to have a photo booth or something like that. I'm meeting all those people through ILEA. Um, so I again, it's kind of it's similar to the opportunity that I had work or joining a sorority in college. It's just getting involved. It's meeting new people. Um, and having the opportunity to to do that. Yeah, love it, love it. So um, 
I, I don't want to gloss over, you know, seven years with <laughs> with uh, with several different companies. Um, so l- let's talk about. So you you were with Access for, um, you know, for I guess what? Um, uh, let's see, what was that? Almost five years. Um, yeah. Yes. There, right. And um, and so, what if um if there's one thing that you can um that you can pull out right that you feel like you learned the most it was like the biggest takeaway from your time with access what would that be i would say creativity um it was yeah it was one of those companies that truly kind of pushed me outside of my my box um i learned so much um from them they really focused a lot on um design thinking and being more creative and i think that's helped me with my current career um they they were awesome i think creativity is the number one thing i definitely got from them I love it. And you know, um, well, I don't know whether you know this or not, but we've really doubled down on that with um with experience industry management and and design thinking and experience design. And so I love to hear that that um that access was was really pushing you in that direction. And um, you know, you, you got through you got through the COVID, you got through the COVID years with access. Um, I wonder if you can can talk a little bit about the challenges during that time. Yeah, I mean, it was um, constantly pivoting is the best way I could describe it and just learning new new skills. It's we don't want to stop. We want to keep um, growing and making sure we're providing things to the clients that we had in the past. So it was a lot of webinars. It was a lot of learning new skills of hosting a webinar, finding, you know, ways to make people more interactive because there's Zoom fatigue for sure. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to creativity, but it was just, you know, being flexible, um, but also knowing, knowing your goals. Right. You know, I, um, I, I I have, I've kind of, I've kind of balanced whether or not I want to ask that question, you know, as I kind of, and I say the the COVID years, you know, like we're uh, um and 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 I I like to think we're past it. I mean, I feel like we are we are pretty much past it, right? Um and and and, and in balancing it, I almost always get an answer that gives me positivity and gives me optimism for the future of our industry because I hear people like you, um, uh, you, you know, use that term that became so uh, so powerful during that period of pivoting. But um, but 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 also the 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 thing that that is I think so important is. Um, is tapping into that creativity and recognizing, you know, we've had a lot of students over the last several years, Krista, who are like really, really worried about our industry, right? Because in their mind, it's shut down, right? Mm -hmm. And yes, it's sort of dead, but the world sort of did also right it's not it's not like it was just our industry right and i have talked to so many people who i feel like have come out the other side stronger and more capable and more excited about the future can you can you touch on that annie yeah i mean i think a lot of it is your mindset you know looking at things as an opportunity and again it's obviously was a a horrible time for so many people, but, you know, looking at it as an opportunity to learn new things, um, 
you know, I, I ended up um, helping a venue for a while, just from a consulting standpoint and uh-huh. setting up their, their website, helping them with sales and doing that just kind of on the side. Cause I uh-huh. thought it would be interesting to learn about because right. we weren't as busy. Um, and so I had a little more time. So that's a huge skill that I got during that time. So nice. I think just the mindset of finding, trying to find opportunities and looking at it as positively as you can is yeah. a great way to kind of get through those moments. I love it. I love it. Great advice. So let's talk about let's talk about your current position with Biocom California. So tell us what um what Biocom California does and um and your role with with Biocom California. Yeah. So um you know such an interesting industry that I had nothing I didn't know anything about until I came here. Um right. but it is Biocom California is a life science advocate advocacy group. Um, And so we're an association, a nonprofit, um, and we help, um, you know, all sorts of companies get to where they want to go in, you know, the medical field. So my role specifically is, um, is the marketing and events manager. So I help put together um, events that kind of connect our members um, through all of California. So allowing them to to network, talk about life science, talk about the next crazy cancer curing thing that they're doing. Um, so that's my goal for for my role currently. I love it, and you know, I was um I was really stoked to talk to you for a couple different reasons, right? I mean, obviously um, the 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 obviously your, your marketing and events and that, that obviously connects with, with what we do, of course. Um, but, but I feel like, um, a lot of students have a tendency to overlook the nonprofit realm and, 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 um, overlook, um, uh, you know, jobs, jobs and nonprofits. Um, and so, you know, you touched on that a little bit, like you, you didn't, you didn't know it was there. Right. But, um, so can you talk about what that's like and, and, um, whether or not that that gives you meaning and like getting up out of bed every day and feeling like you're making a difference is is there is there that element to it? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think I feel, you know, I can see the direct um things that happen from from what I've done and the networking, I think being able to connect certain people, they are making, you know, curing cancer. <laughs> like they're doing right. things like that which I think right. feels you know, when you go home at night and you're getting up in the morning, it feels good to come into work because I know that's what the goals are and objectives are of the company. Um, And there's just, there's so many aspects to it. So many different ways that we help these companies um, further develop. So it's been so great and interesting to see all of that and learn about this industry um, because I learned something every single day, which is what I love. Well, give us an example of um, now. I, I know you've only you've only been working um, with Biocom California for seven months, but um, give us an example of an event that you that you've pulled off. You and your team have pulled off that um, that that you're proud of. Yeah. Um, so we did our most recent, um, my biggest event that I've honestly ever done was we did a concert um, at Waterfront Park downtown San Diego. Um, and that was in conjunction with the bio convention, um, which is hosted in San Diego and Boston. It flip flops every single year. So it happened to be the year that it's here. 
Um, and we really wanted to to have something to bring everyone together, make people happy um, and realize, you know, we're back and we're, you know, we've gone through the worst of it. So it was just such a rewarding experience. It was a team effort. Um, my team at Biocom was so helpful. Everyone was so positive. And it was just coming out after like the day after I was like, oh, kind of sad. I want to go back and do it again. All right. Um, yeah, but overall it was just, it was a great event and I felt so proud of the team that I have at the end. I love that. Now the, the bio conference, is that like cancer researchers from around the world that, that, that come to that conference or what is that? It's, yeah. So it's all sorts of, um, member it's not even member companies. It's anybody within the medical life science field, um, come to this convention. So it's really a variety of, um, type of companies, not all cancer, just any sort of company that is in the life science field. Got you. You, you said Boston, you sparked a, a, one of my good friends as a cancer researcher there in Boston. And so I was like, I wonder if he was out there for that. Um, That's a uh, big hub too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to tell him about it so he can come um, in, in a couple of years and maybe I'll go down and see him. Uh, that'd be great. Yes. But, um, but so when you think about the future, um, Krista, obviously we we've gotten through this tough time period, um, as I referred to it as the COVID years, um, I wonder if you can think about like um, some challenges. Like, what do you see as challenges for um, for Biocom California or for um, live events in general? I know you you obviously have your your finger on the pulse of, of both of those, but um, what do you see as as some challenges moving forward that we might have to overcome? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a challenge that might not be necessarily directly related to the pandemic, but continuing to evolve. I think that's always going to be our biggest challenge as an industry, you know, continuing to be more creative, to continuing to think about the reasoning behind the event. Why are the, you know, what's the goal? Um, what's the objective? Is there a return on investment? Those types of things. Um, I think that is definitely a continued challenge and will be even more post-pandemic because now we've got to be even more creative than we ever have been, um, which is a fun but but difficult task to to take on. Yeah, for sure. You know, I I I think about us, you know, we're we're opening the experience innovations lab here at Cal Poly. Um and hopefully the building will be finished within the year. Um, but but that's part of what we're we're looking at there. You know, it's always been so hard to measure experiences, right? Whether whether it's return on investment or whether it's um, you know, something um more um or or less tangible like um like emotions and and um mm-hmm. and so uh you know we i think we have a huge challenge there in looking ahead you know with my area being sport and i teach sport marketing and and people ask well what's the return on investment on sport marketing i'm like eh, there's not really a necessarily a cut and dried way that you measure it you know mm-hmm. um if it's the Super Bowl and that's one billion people worldwide watching, right? Or or World Cup, two billion people worldwide watching. The idea is that the eyes will produce 
um, revenue and will produce profit that will that will boost you. Um, but when we're talking events like a conference or a gathering, like it's so hard to measure um, what we're getting out of that. And so I think I think I think you're I think you're hitting a, a really important thread for the future. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give, you know, as a, a senior marketing and events manager for a, a nonprofit life science company and having all of the amazing experience that you've had over the last 10 years in, in this industry, what advice would you give for, uh, to, would you give your, your former self, your younger self, uh, right? In the form of these current students that we, that we have. Yeah, I mean, I think I've said this a couple of times, but just get involved, you know, keep going, doing, going and joining associations, making sure that you're out meeting people at networking opportunities. I think even during the class, you know, each one of your classes is an opportunity to network and find somebody that, you know, you might be able to work with um, in the future. So I know that's definitely, I've said it a couple of times, but relationships are everything and building those relationships is, is key. Well, I, I, for one, Krista, appreciate you saying it um, several times because, you know, we, we have struggled a little bit um, coming out of the pandemic with feeling like, um, you know, some of our partners, our community and industry partners have said, when we place calls for volunteers or we place calls for interns or we place calls for employees, we're just not getting applicants. Like, where where, where are they? Why aren't they getting involved? And so we're right now trying to, we're, we're actually looking at putting a study together to try to figure mm-hmm. out why that is. And um um, so that advice, I think, is really, really <laughs> awesome. You know, it's yeah. I mean, uh, it's all about finding that balance. You know, that's being right. able to to volunteer and do spend yeah. your time. But you know, I get it. Everyone's got their own um, personal lives too. But yeah. it's definitely helpful in the long run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, and I, I laugh about it, and I, and I laugh about it because I remember, like, when you were in when you were in school, and I remember there was a period there, and this was like 2008 to like 2018 or so, where we it didn't matter like what we put a call out for. Like, if we put a call out to go to a conference, there were like 50 people signing up, you know, like it was, it was like, and we, and we had to pick and choose like, Oh my goodness, you know? And so it was like, it was like this thing where no matter what, if we, if we, if we call, they come type thing. And um, I don't know, I just feel like it's almost like there's just so many options now, so many different things that you can do. And then that on top of the pandemic and, and, and people being, uh, you know, or, or students being not so sure about doing this or doing that. Um, I, I think we've got a those those days of uh, of uh, build it and they will come. Almost like uh, um, you know the the field of dreams type thing is is uh, we have to be more creative now. I think about getting people involved, and so that's a good thing. I think, and so uh, yeah. 
I just want to thank you so much, Krista, for taking the time and, and joining me today. Really appreciate it. Um, hope I can get down to San Diego soon and uh, and uh, and see uh, and see uh, see the beautiful San Diego. I haven't been down there in years. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yes, uh, come join come join the seventy five and sunny always club. That's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. See ya. Bye.